Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 142 of your favorite podcast, the Gordite Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Mahaley, alongside my co-host, Brandon Long. And today, we are going to talk to you about what you need to know, insulin resistance. There's some really, really, really good and really quick hitting information in here that can help you right away. Just understand insulin better, understand glucagon better, and the different components that play into insulin resistance and how we can combat it as well. As always, Grow Dive Podcast brought to you by Revive Supplements, brought to you by Raw Supplements, use code Mahaley at checkout. Please leave us five stars, share us with your friends. I would greatly appreciate it. Have your notepads ready. I'll see you inside. All right, you guys, a lot of you might have seen on my story. I have an exciting announcement coming. What was that cool logo that I shared on my story yesterday? By the time you're listening to this, it's probably still up. I'd recommend going and check it out. Um, it's one of two, potentially three logos um, that my one of our new companies um, here is going to be featuring. It's really cool, and it's something I'm really excited about. Um, it's going to be called Raise the Bar Apparel. And, oh my goodness, like another person doing an apparel company. Yeah, dude, I totally fucking get it. And honestly, I think the exact same thing. That's why I haven't done one yet. So, a couple items from this is, number one, man, I struggle greatly finding shit to fit into. Just, like, cool. Yep. You know? Comfortable. Um, like, I just wear four and five XL shirts at the gym that are just extremely, like, flowy and, like, like, like next level brand shirts, like the Team Haley stuff and the Revive and Raw stuff. Super basic. Um, nothing yeah. Like, yeah, it's just basic. But, you know, it, it would be nice to, like, have something that, like, fits better and whatnot. So, Steve and I have been working on some um, prototypes uh, for quite some time here. I'm like, what exactly do we want to see? And, like, this isn't something... It's something, this is something that I think isn't necessity, but it's something that I think just a lot of people are going to resonate with, resonate with the message. I mean, it goes in line with Grow or Die. It goes in line with what Team Haley stands for. I mean, it goes in line with just kind of how we operate, like raise the bar. What do you think that message is? Like, what do we talk about on Grow or Die? It's really about elevating yourself. It's about empowering yourself. It's about, you know, loving yourself enough to really hold yourself to a higher standard. And, you know, I think there's something to be said about, um, you know, wearing that patch, um, you know, on your chest every day. And, you know, being able to, promote and support what you're about and i mean you know why do call it, why, why do football teams all go out in the same uniform because they believe in that uniform they believe in the vision of that franchise and they believe in their brothers around them right and so it's like i think there's a lot to be said about um you know the manifestation through um you know your thoughts but also you know what you do for yourself the standards you hold yourself to the message that you're constantly telling yourself and every time you look in the mirror and you see rtb that rtb logo you're going to understand what it means and it means raise the bar it means expect more from yourself it means go get more tackle more take on more do more be more just how can you be more exceptional how can you serve yourself better and you hold yourself to that standard because you're looking in the mirror when you're training you you know look in the mirror throughout the day um we're gonna have some really really, really cool stuff i'm really 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 excited about it um but this, you know, it's, it's a lifestyle. I'm not, this isn't really something, um, you know, that I'm trying to turn into a multi-million dollar company. This is something I just believe in. 
Um, and we just decided since we have all the resources at our tools, like, Hey, you know what, let's do it. And let's bring something to the industry that actually has a message and a purpose behind it. I'm not sure. Uh, to be honest, I don't really follow other apparel companies. I, I don't really like anything that anyone does to be a hundred percent. And most of them like don't really carry my sizes anyways. Um, but the, the reality is I, I, I don't think this like impacts the industry as much as it just impacts us and like our community that we have here, like in the industry, you know, you can go buy clothes anywhere. And like the reality of it is I'm not going to have clothes that other people don't have. Now I'm going to have cooler styles. I'm going to have, um, you know, a true message behind it. I'm going to have cooler graphics and I'm going to have much higher quality stuff, but like other companies, you know, have that too. It's just about what do you believe in and you know, what are you living up to? I'm not making the next Lululemon. Um, <laughs> Now, if it, you know, I, I think Alpha Elite has a message. It's about, you know, being in, uh, you know, Alpha. Mm -hmm. It's about stepping up to the plate, handling your shit, um, and, and, you know, knocking every day out, like winning every day, right? Um, and, you know, if this can start a movement like that, that's really cool. Um, but I just want to make you guys aware that's happening. It's really fucking cool. Something that I'm really excited about. We've been working a lot on, and I think we're going to bring some really cool, um, um, you know, fashion to, um, you know, your fitness wear with an actual message behind it. So make sure to, you know, stay tuned for the updates there. It's not something that we're moving super fast. It's at the forefront of what we have, but our, you know, we, we have one project right now that I can't share with you guys yet due to some legalities. We have one project right now that's absolutely monstrous and astronomical and I'm not even sure there's words to put on that project. Yeah, one more thing um, about, I want to say about the apparel, yeah. though, is, like, um, it's hard to find, especially for males. There's not, yeah. like, cool stuff to wear. No, there's not. You know, you know, there's generic, there's Jed North and stuff like yeah. that, but that shit's, like, out of the water. Expensive. It also doesn't fit you after your certain size. Like, it's exactly. not Exactly, it only anymore. goes up to two, three, four X at the most, but yeah. still, even those four Xs run really small. Yeah. And so it's just, we've had the opportunity to, like, kind of try out all these different yeah. um, brands and apparel you just know what you want and exactly. what you don't want now. So exactly able to like kind of put all of it together and make yeah. like what you want. And I think on the men's and women's side, it's like, dude, everyone knows what they want. Like exactly. I'm lucky to be surrounded by, you know, a lot of, um, coaches, a lot of friends, a lot of, um, you know, athletes of mine who, you know, have different body types, who are different sizes, who are different, all that stuff, like gathering information from these people. Like, I think we're going to come up with a pretty good product. I think we are coming up with a pretty good product. Um, so I'm really excited about it. I hope you guys are going to be excited about it. I know we're going to have some grow or die stuff, um, here for you as well. Um, yeah, so I, I that's that's kind of your uh, Grow or Die podcast news of the day. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah, and now into your scheduled podcast topic: what you need to know insulin resistance. This is really good. I'm really excited. This came up. I can't believe it took me 142 podcasts to actually um, um, pull the trigger on this one. I'm not sure. I guess it just never really popped into my um, podcast, imagine, topic, tank, brain, whatever you, know, you want to call it. Um, so I want to break this down like I always try to do. I want to break everything down as layman as possible, understanding I'm speaking to extremely intelligent people here as well, um, which, you know, I, I, I always appreciate our listeners a ton. You guys, it's, it, you, guys, you guys always amaze me and blow my mind. I'm happy that we have the audience here that we do. Um, so let's jump right into it. Insulin is a hormone that allows glucose to enter cells. And this also reduces blood glucose. So it doesn't just allow a whole bunch of glucose to be circulating, you know, all day, every day. There's a myriad of, um, you know, consequences that, um, you know, can, can come from that, okay? Insulin is released by the pancreas in response to carbohydrates consumed in the diet. Insulin also does respond to other types of energy, but just not as drastic as, as um, um, 
as carbohydrates. Okay, definitely responds to most stress. It's its main purpose is to respond to carbohydrates. But even if you don't ingest carbohydrates, insulin has to be you know has to be um, released by the pancreas at certain points throughout the day to kind of help with um, elevate. Uh, um, uh, I guess, ebbs and flows of blood glucose that happens throughout the day, right? Because blood glucose is a constant changing variable. It's not something that's just like 90 for 15 minutes. It's like 90 and it's 86 and it's 92 and it's 96. And it's, you know, it's like kind of all over the place. And that can be within, you know, a matter of 10, 15 minutes. Right. Um, in states of insulin resistance, the same amount of insulin, the, the, the basic definition of insulin resistance is just the same amount of insulin does not have the same effect on glucose transport and blood sugar levels. And so your body operates on a homeostatic environment, right? So to overcompensate for this, it tries releasing more insulin, more insulin, more insulin. And then cells become insulin resistant because they don't allow glut transporter, transporters to get through, which causes a myriad of response that I'm going to get into here that truly causes actual insulin resistance. Okay, so a couple items for you. Number one, an average healthy adult is around 90 milligrams per deciliter of glucose after eight fasted hours. Okay, that's why we use 90 as like a baseline. Um, I prefer, you know, my athletes be anywhere between like 70, 85 is a really good range. Sometimes when people are under 70 or a little dizzy, um, you know, we, uh, if you're, you know, if you're in a slight surplus or really surplus of any kind is for a prolonged period of time and you're under 100, you're probably pretty safe there because you've been pushing. You're pushing food higher, pushing food higher. Like, you know, issues arise when you're there for years after years, right? Or, or you know, if you have a, a genetic metabolic deficiency where, you know, you just can't get stuck, which, you know, is kind of where diabetes comes into play. Uh, but if you're predisposed to it, um, I wouldn't recommend staying, you know, above um, like a hundred for that long, um, of a time. There's like times and places to go there. Right. So everything's a gray area. Nothing's black and white. Like if you're over 90, it's bad. It's not, it's not necessarily bad. Now, if you're over 90 and you're 6% body fat and you had a low day yesterday, there might be something off with in terms of cortisol, which will greatly affect your blood glucose reading and the circulating blood glucose levels. Um, you know, but again, there, there, there's ways to offset that. And that, that's really, really, really rare. Commonly the leaner client gets, the more their blood glucose drops because their homeostasis just keeps um, changing to lower and level, lower and lower levels of systemic glucose because there's not a ton of glucose in the body. Okay. How many, how many consecutive days of lower high, um, would you say like you should start to like, kind of like, so I would say if you're like over 100, and you're a healthy individual, like you're in a good body composition. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, if you're someone like Brandon, like he's, you know, has much higher, I I would say, um, substantially higher than normal lean body mass, um, good conditioning, probably about 12% body fat right now. Um, young, um, very, very active. Well, if you're constantly running, um, you, you know, right now we just bumped your food. If you're constantly running over a hundred, like days on end um, for, you know, multiple check-ins, we should probably pull back, right? Something about the distribution of the the glucose within your body is just not going very well or the distribution of insulin or, you know, whatever it might be, the uptake, how the fatty acids are in the cell. Something here is just off a little bit. Um, And it's like the same can kind of hold true for anybody. Now, like if you're in a deficit and, you know, you're pushing the cardio, and you're getting leaner week over week, but your blood glucose is like high. 
Um, and and I, I do want you to I want you to understand you need to have a really good glucometer, right? Um, I have my clients use the Lovia blood sugar testing kit. You can just Amazon that L O V I A. That's my favorite one. Lovia blood sugar testing kit, um, and that's how you can test your blood glucose every morning. But you know, we we want to wake up, we want to drink about twenty ounces of water, we want to allow the day to start, give yourself about twenty minutes, stay in a fasted state, uh, because as soon as you wake up, there's a cortisol dump, and that cortisol dump is going to affect depending on how insulin responds to it uh, was insulin insulin versus cortisol they're they're an antithesis of each other it's a never any battle right they're constantly um they're constantly working against each other before your betterment right so depending on that insulin dump um that's going to affect your blood glucose greatly so it is pretty important to wait about 20 minutes that's kind of when you start becoming alert that's when everything kind of stabilizes we drink about 12 to 20 ounces of water i prefer 20 ounces of water in that time um as that does help clear um, um, you know, any extra glucose or just extra energy. It doesn't need to be in the bloodstream and it kind of, you know, helps you get your day started. It helps just allow everything to start circulating. Then we can get an actual pause, a, a clear reading, right? Um, I don't know what the purpose is, but it's something I've always done. I remember seeing John Meadows do it like a while back. I always wipe the first, uh, w- w- when you, when you do the puncture, mm-hmm. I always wipe the first drop of blood and I grab this, the next one. Really? Because the first one's just closest to, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's closest to the surface. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, how long has it been there? Yeah. So, like, I just grabbed the second one. I'm assuming that's, like, why he does it. It's, like, it's that 0.1% yeah. that this might be more accurate. Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of something that I do. Um, but I, 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 I think it's very important. You guys all know how I feel about knowing your blood glucose, especially as a competitor, especially in your off-season and all that stuff. Um, it's very, very, very important to know that because, I mean, especially when I see some of the ridiculous amounts of food that, you know, people are eating and whatnot, it's like, man, if if you are if you become insulin-resistant, it's just tough to fix, and it, it'll make you feel really shitty. Um, it can definitely, you know, make you force uh, some visceral fat on when, you know, you definitely don't want to do that. That's a pretty unhealthy state to be. Actually, I think I have that included in my notes to talk about later on i'm starting to say that blood glucose levels fluctuate greatly throughout the day understand what insulin does and it's bare bones insulin takes glucose to the tissue where it will be stored it binds to its cell membrane so the insulin the insulin hormone has a glucose molecule with it it binds to its, uh, the cell membrane of the cell that's going to store that hormone the receiving cell starts a cascade of events which essentially ends with glut glut it's a glucose transporter hormone being released from the cytoplasm to grab the glucose and take it to its storage place. Simple enough. That's how healthy insulin optimization works, right? Let's talk about the pancreas real quick. So in the pancreas, we all know that's where insulin comes from. Pancreas has beta cells and alpha cells. Most most places in the human body that have any sort of hormonal response um, do have beta and alpha cells. So the beta cells what releases the insulin. The alpha cells release glucagon, and glucagon is very, very, very important to understand. It's a hormone that stimulates the release of glycogen and attempts to inhibit glycolysis. Glycolysis is the burning of glycogen for um, um, for usage in you know in your energy output. Glucagon stimulates hepatic glucose production. Hepatic is anything relating to the liver. So simulates liver glucose production and counteracts what insulin does. So 
insulin's kind of constantly pushing cortisol. Cortisol is constantly pushing insulin, but insulin, the alpha and beta cells within um, the pancreas are kind of constantly pinballing back and forth between each other as well. So glucagon tries raising blood glucose. Insulin tries lowering blood glucose. It's just a simple feedback. Everything in the body has feedback loop, especially when you're talking about hormones like testosterone raises, estrogen raises. Um, estrogen decrease or testosterone decrease, estrogen decreases. Um, you know, and there's, you know, just effects like that kind of everywhere. Testosterone raises, cortisol decreases, insulin raises, like things like that. Um, right. Just kind of, they're, they're all feedback loops that allow, um, there to be a homeostatic environment. The body works on a perfect system of checks and balances. It's kind of unbelievable, but everything in an optimal state, um, and, like, honestly, throughout this podcast, like, this is like why you don't get fat. This is, like, why I have issues with people celebrating fat people. But that's beside the point. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so, you, you like, you learn through yeah. me talking about this, how fucking unhealthy it is. Yeah. Like, it's so bad for you. Um, but that's, this is, this is, if you are insulin resistant, it's so fucking easy to put on body fat, even if you think you're eating at maintenance calories because your body's just not utilizing the energy in a proper manner. It's not distributing it. It's not. Burn it, it's nothing, it's doing nothing to it in a proper manner. Just right? storing it. It's literally just storing it. It's forcing fatty acid dumps. It's forcing more adipocytes. I'm going to get into all of that in here. It's just a really important topic. So in diabetics, glucagon forces hyperglycemia, which is two high levels of systemic glycogen um, in the body, systemic glucose in the body, blood glucose levels. They're pushing blood glucose levels higher than insulin, and the cell response to insulin is able to handle. So understand there's a multitude of layers that go into insulin. So adipose tissue can uptake insulin. Muscle tissue can uptake insulin. Um, insulin can interact with liver uh, majority, um, not necessarily so much kidney, but liver. Um, you know, there, there's the in, the pancreas has to get a message from the gut that says I need X amount of insulin. Then the pancreas has to now work to produce and release X amount of insulin, and now the insulin has to rely on the cells that it's traveling to to be able to take the glucose that is transporting. So there's a lot of chains of events here that happen to get this glucose to its end result, right? And if at one place we are lagging within that entire diagram, then we're going to be at risk of developing insulin resistance. So the glucagon forces blood glucose higher than the insulin and the cell response to insulin is able to handle. So they get stuck in a constant feedback loop of insulin versus glucagon when the body isn't responding optimally to insulin. It's like push, shove, push, shove, push, shove, like back and forth all the time. Okay. Let's dive in a little deeper in insulin resistance. When insulin binds to the cell membrane of the disposal cell, like I just explained a little bit ago, the cell is supposed to respond by sending that glut. Remember that glucose transporter? It's supposed to send that glut to get the glucose from the insulin. But in insulin-resistant individuals, this doesn't happen and forces the transportation of fats to the mitochondria to be inhibited, which drives the amount of fatty acids in the cells higher. And this causes insulin resistance. Carnitine, you guys all know what carnitine is. Carnitine is the vehicle that drives fatty acids out of the cell and into the bloodstream to be mobilized. Carnitine can be inhibited by glut not being able to complete its job. So now carnitine isn't able to get into the cell to pull out the fatty acids. Fatty acids continue to accumulate inside the cell. The cell starts swelling, this causing inflammation. 
You get you see the yeah. you see the cascade mm-hmm. events here. So mm-hmm. now we have too much fatty acids. We have glycogen. We have glucose that can't get into the cell, and now we have raising inflammation. Well, this isn't just happening at one cell. This can be happening in hundreds of thousands or hundreds of thousands of cells at one time, depending on how insulin resistant you are. Like that's why it's a big deal. Even I mean, even in the healthiest individuals right now, my blood glucose is pretty low. It runs in the moderate, in the mild, in the mid seventies while I'm in prep. I have cells that are doing this right now. They're taking the glucose. The insulin is taking the glucose and it's going to cells, and the cells not able to get in. It's something that's going to happen right now. At what clip is it happening? Like, what's the percentage of this happening? Because the insulin can just transport that glucose elsewhere. It can back up and, you know, put it in drive and go elsewhere and find another cell. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm going to explain that in just a little bit, too. So all these metabolic pathways are tied together. It is extremely important to not (coughs) have too much carnitine or not to not have too much fatty acids in the cell. For rather obvious reasons, we don't want the cell to be backed up. It's going to affect how quit, how optimally that cell can function. Every single, you know, one cell is off. Now there's another cell relying on that that's off. And it's, it's, it's again, it's just a cascade of events, right? So what ends up happening is more fatty acids dump into the bloodstream at once versus what can be handled. Essentially, it's like an overflow effect. Like, I can't handle any more fatty acids. Dump. So... There's too much in there for the for what the for what the bloodstream or for what the body's able to handle. And those fatty acids are going to be replaced by what's being consumed in your caloric surplus diet. These things are commonly only happening in a caloric surplus, which is more fatty acids go into the cell, replace the ones that it just dumped. But the other fatty acids least have never got used in your body. So there's nowhere else. There's no other cell they were able to go. There's no, there was no energy they were able to be mobilized for at the time because you weren't doing anything. Um, the fatty acids just went through the bloodstream and they were like, Oh shit, I don't have anywhere to go. So now what's going to happen? Your body has unlimited channels for fatty acids to be stores. Remember, I've talked about this before in one of the reverse dieting podcasts I did. The body will very easily just create new adipocytes or expand upon adipocytes that are already in place. And it dumps those fatty acids into the available sites all because your cell wasn't able to send the glut hormone to meet with the insulin to grab the glucose. We just became fatter from that. It's really that simple. Yeah. That's you see how so now once you become insulin resistant, you see why it's so easy to just accumulate body fat. You see why when you blow your reverse diet out of a fucking show, you just get fucking fat. Yep. Like this is why it's so important because in that moment, you have you your your body gets so full, right? And full of carbohydrates, full of intramuscular fat stores, your liver's full again, um, with you know, everything, right? <coughs> so your body gets all full. And you keep eating, you keep pounding because your leptin and ghrelin signaling is just completely fucking off. Your hunger hormones are just out the fucking, they're off the rip. And you keep eating and your body at that time, the, the, the leaner your body gets, the more adipocytes it creates. During your dieting phase, your body creates more adipocytes. Adipocytes is where adipose tissue is formed. It's where fatty acids go to be stored and they're stored as adipose tissue. It's all in adipocytes. Your body's creating these because it gets into like a stage of survival where it's like, fuck, if I can just grab onto any energy in here and the more of these I build, the more likely I am to grab some energy and be able to not be so lean so I can, you know, produce or reproduce and do my job as a human being, right? My biological job as a human. 
that's how your body responds to try to get comfortable because you push it to such an uncomfortable place. So now you just fill all those adipocytes back up. That's why when you blow your reverse diet, you just come out fat. And dude, it is so fucking hard because your body's too stressed from the diet. You can't re-diet. Mm-hmm. Now you just have to stay fat. Yep. And like, I mean, that sucks. Like that, that, that really fucking sucks. When it happens to a client, it's like they just can't stop, right? So now what happens to that glucose from the insulin? The, 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 the glucose that wasn't able to get into that cell that caused this cascade of events. It gets carried around to see if other cells will take that, that glucose up. Like, do you have room? Is there vacancy or no vacancy? And once the insulin runs out of options, it will dispose of the glucose in the liver where it will be stored. And once the liver reservoir fills up, the glycogen can easily be turned into fatty acids and then stored, as mentioned earlier, Due to the unlimited fat stores your body will have, your liver can't stay bogged up. It's going to get rid of those things. Well, it's not going to make it a protein because it is unbelievably expensive metabolically for your body to turn fat or glucose into an amino acid. It's metabolically expensive to do an amino acid to a, to a glucose molecule, and that's way fucking easier than the other way around. But it's very easy easy to just pull these glucose together, pull the carbon chains. That's all they are. That's all these things are is carbon chains. You pull these carbon chains together, and now you create a fatty acid, right? Protein, carbs, fatty acids, all made up of carbon chains. The length is just different, and that makes the end um, the end product of it different, right? But that's literally how this happens. So now you just have more fatty acids because you filled up your liver. The reservoir is overflowing and your liver is just like, all right, I'm just going to combine all these carbon fucking chains and make fatty acids and you can go over there and be stored as fat. Well, we don't want that to happen, but the issue is it happens so fucking fast before most people figure out what's even going on. Because they're not exactly sure what to be looking for, which, you know, blood glucose is a big one. Having fasted insulin checked is a big one. Having your cortisol, your AM, AMPM cortisol numbers tested, all those are big. Um, you know, your postprandial readings are very big. Um, all these things are really, really, really important, right? Let's talk about pancreatic cell dysfunction because this is a very important part um, as well. And I kind of touched on this earlier. I want to dive deeper um, into fat and visceral fat. So the accumulation of fats before the dump happens and a cell produces what's called visceral fat, which is essentially, it's just an accumulation of fat outside of the adipose tissue. The adipose tissue is subcutaneous and visceral fat is like internal fat. Like this can form around like, like the heart, like the lungs, like, like internal organs and where, wherever the cells are that are high, that are very high. And I mean, you have, billions of cells in your body and most of them are together and there's like a pocket of cells um outside your 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 liver that are all very insulin resistant they have a bunch of fatty acid block up happening well visceral fat's very very likely to form there okay so it develops around your organs and as you can imagine it's rather unhealthy it causes a lot of stress on your organs to be like pulled down and weighed down by this this fat that's developing on them um, this produces lipotoxicity because there's too many lipids going on in that area and when this occurs in the pancreas it causes both the beta and alpha cells to not respond to insulin properly this is where a majority of people's insulin resistance comes from is from is it starts in the pancreas with the with too many fatty acids 
And then there's visceral fat that forms around that, that region of the body. And, and now the beta, the alpha receptors are not responding to energy the way they're supposed to. You get a constant release of glucagon. It's constantly secreted because it's not able to read the insulins being produced at all because your insulin essentially just doesn't respond very well to anything anymore. And they're not talking back and forth and they're literally in the same exact place of the body. And now BG levels go so high all because your body's not responding to energy intake as it should. Is that pretty straightforward? Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like this, no, this makes a lot of it sense. Does. So a couple ways to combat it. There's um, you know, things like metformin, which I um, really enjoy using. It's a little rough on the digestion um, for most people, but that, that usually passes because, so you might notice that you have very loose stools or stools that burn. Uh, metformin does help greatly long-term with, uh, with digestion um, optimization because it does actually promote a very healthy gut biome. And oftentimes when we have that poor response early on of the, of the very loose stools and the burning stools it's because essentially your 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 gut's getting kind of drained and rebuilt right for lack of better ways to to, for the easiest way to put it right alpha lipolic acid pretty good berberine is good all these things cause glucose uptake in adipose and muscle tissue well this starts a cascade of events in the body that you know reverses insulin resistance high intensity training will force the body to undergo nutrient mobilization and also proper insulin signaling you'll also see commonly in insulin resistant individuals that their that their um uh, their, their blood uh, pressure is not elevating to where it should during intense exercise so we're going to get more through you know that channel as well you're teaching your body how to mobilize the blood uh, better because, you know, all of these things have a compounding effect. So, I mean, you can even become vasoconstricted and have less blood flow throughout your entire body because of your insulin resistance, right? So that you, we are, we're essentially teaching your body to not be stagnant and we force into a new homeostasis with high-intensity training. Less than stress. So if cortisol is high, which we will almost always see in folks with insulin resistance, I mean almost always, um, this could be disallowing a multitude of events that play into insulin resistance to occur. So a recovered body, a peaceful body, that's a healthy body. That's one that's going to serve you, and that's one that you know, you're going to get the most out of. If, if you just allow stress during your life, like if you're way too type A and you're not able to just fucking relax, then you're, you're, you're going to be much more prone to developing insulin resistance than others. Wholesome foods that don't cause as drastic of a shift in blood glucose levels. Um, so, you know, just pay attention to the, literally just the sources of food you're eating. If you're smashing tons of, you know, artificials and, um, you know, highly processed sugars and stuff like that all day, then your blood glucose probably going to be a little bit wonky. Your digestion's probably going to be a little bit wonky um, as well. Like, let, let's keep it wholesome. If you can't, what is it? If you can't pluck it, uh, pick it. Or kill it or something like that. Don't, don't eat it. it. I don't know. Like that. That's a decent rule of thumb to have here with, uh, um, with combating insulin resistance. Optimal digestion. So make sure that that your digestion stays on track. If you're having digestive issues, you're very, very, very likely to not have an optimally responding pancreas because your gut just tells the pancreas what it needs. And if you don't have a very well running gut, then you're probably not going to get a very good message from your pancreas. But honestly, the biggest items don't get fat. Literally, don't fucking get fat. 
That's all it is. It's that fucking simple. It's not if 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 you don't get fat, you won't re- develop insulin resistance. It's going to be very 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 difficult to. Okay, um, so what you need to know: insulin resistance. I think we summed it up well. I'll see you next time. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For ninety dollars more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For one hundred and thirty more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just three hundred dollars more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May tenth. See Home Club for details.